Jesus tells his disciples what's going to happen to him, that he must go to Jerusalem, suffer greatly from the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And then Jesus tells his disciples what they can expect if they want to follow him. Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. I have to admit, as I listen to that, I wonder, who would want to follow Jesus? Who wants to suffer, to die, to take up the cross? How do we understand that? Well, I have to admit, I'm kind of more like, I think, like Peter, you know. God forbid that that should ever happen to you, Lord, because we don't want to see our loved ones suffer. Um, So how does this make sense? Well, how I think of it is, I think of love. And when I look out to you and I see that the way that you love one another, your your children, your parents, your spouse, um, your family members, your community, and I see that your love often, and sometimes it's all joy and happiness, but sometimes it entails an awful lot of sacrifice, an awful lot of suffering, of, of, of a willingness to die to self for the sake of the other. And from my experience of love, it often involves that. Um, there's, a, I think, a wonderful quote from the brothers Karmazov. Love in reality is a harsh and dreadful thing compared to the love of dreams. I think that expresses something of God. Where God so loved the world, he sent his only son. That God came out and into the world out of love for us, not just one or two of us, but the whole world, every person on the world. And that he expressed his love by giving his, self, his life for us. And that as followers of Jesus... We are meant to be bearers of divine love into the world. That's our mission. It takes a million different forms, but that's the basic purpose. And it will mean taking up one's cross. We have an illustration of that, I think, from our first reading, Jeremiah. Jeremiah was given a very difficult task by God. He was to be a prophet to the people of Israel. And his prophecy was not, every. oh, you're doing great. His prophecy is, you're doing horrible. You're messing up. You're not loving God. You're not loving others, and bad things are going to happen. Well, the people didn't like hearing that message, and they did not speak well of Jeremiah. Not only didn't they speak well of him, they didn't treat him very well. They threw him down into a cistern and left him there to die. And so what we're hearing now in today's first reading from Jeremiah is he's, Jeremiah is complaining to God. Jeremiah is saying, God, you duped me. And you think Jeremiah is ready to give up, but then he says, I feel this fire within, and I can't help myself. I need to continue to be faithful to what God is calling me to. I need to continue to love, even if it is difficult. So we each have our own way that we're called to live that out. And I I was just thinking of that uh, yesterday morning. there's a phone in the rectory. It's, it's mainly for emergency use, so I don't, it doesn't ring very often, but when it does ring, I tend to notice. It tends to be either because somebody's dying 
or somebody has died or somebody's in trouble. And we've had a lot of funerals here the last couple of months. So when the phone rang yesterday morning, I have to admit, and I don't know if I really feel like answering it here, um, but I, I said a prayer and I, I answered it and, well, it turned out somebody left their cell phone in church, so it wasn't any big deal. But, uh, but it made me think about how so often in life it's about how we approach things. And one way of approaching life is just to try to avoid pain, to try to avoid doing anything difficult. Or another way to approach life is every morning to say, Lord, I know you're going to give me opportunities to love today. Help me to embrace those opportunities, even if it means dying to myself and even if it means carrying my cross. And I think that really makes a big difference, how we live our days. And one thing I find helpful is I've got a morning offering prayer on my bathroom mirror, and I try to look at that every day. And it's, it says this, Almighty God, I thank you for your past blessings. Today I offer myself whatever I do, say, or think to your loving care. I make this morning offering in union with the divine intentions of Jesus Christ, who offers himself daily in the holy sacrifice of the Mass, and in union with Mary, his virgin mother and our mother, who is always the faithful handmaid of the Lord. And so I find that really helps to do that morning offering. And then as that morning offering brings out, it's really connecting us to what we do when we gather here. The offering of Jesus at the altar, Jesus' gift of himself completely out of love for us. And every time we come to Mass, it's an invitation for, to join our offering to the offering of Christ. One thing uh, that just kind of strikes me is if you look at the cornerstone of this church building, it says 1950. Well, do the math. That's 50 years ago. That's kind of significant, isn't it? And some of you here were here 50 years ago during the first Mass here in this church building. And just think about that. Ever since then, there's been this, uh, this sense of this offering, offer, joining our offering to the offering of the Lord. Um, the second reading from Romans, I, I think, ties it in very nicely that St. Paul expresses, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. So this sense of offering a living sacrifice and when you listen to the Eucharistic prayer, number three, right after the memorial acclamation, you'll hear in it, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. I love that phrase, living sacrifice. I think of a loving sacrifice, carrying our cross out of love for others. So 50 years, our, our parish community has been in this building. Uh, if you want to go a little further back in history, I read in our parish history that Father Van Driss of St. Mary Church in Lansing listed Grand Ledge for the first time in his 1870 report to the bishop. The first mass celebrated in Grand Ledge was at the McMullen home. If you think about that, 1870, that's 150 years ago. 150 years of making a living sacrifice to the Lord. And uh, now... 
It got a little more sporadic after that. We don't have any written, written records are pretty limited. But then what we have is, is a consistent presence of a Catholic community in Grand Ledge with ongoing and regular activity begins in 1901. So that's typically when we date the beginning of our, our, our parish community. I was kind of thinking, too, about this, uh, this image of love and sacrifice and thinking about this current pandemic we're in. What about love and COVID? And with COVID-19, and you've all heard this advice and what is, is to help us get through this, it, as I hear it, there's three main things. I mean, well, one, well, I guess four. Four is your stick, stay, stay home. That's one of them. But, but the other three things to do are wearing the mask, and then uh, physical distancing, you know, keeping six feet apart or more, and then uh, washing your hands, sanitizing your hands regularly. Well, hand, sanitizing hands, wash, that, that's no big deal. Wearing masks, I have to admit, I don't like wearing a mask. And if you have glasses, sometimes your mask fogs up. It's a pain. So if I don't have to wear a mask, I don't wear one. And this physical distancing, it's really hard, with, especially if, you know, if you're with people who are grieving or to, to keep separate uh, is a challenge. But what I've noticed over the last few months is sometimes because as human beings, we, we want to be close to one another and be able to talk to each other without walking, talking through clothing, is somebody might say to me, oh, you don't need to wear a mask or we can be close because... Well, I like you. You're my friend. You're, you're, you're my priest. And I say, well, that's great. I'm glad you feel that way about me, but I'm not sure that the virus knows that. And so I think this is part of, as I, and you can do this or whatever you want, but I, for me, it's helpful when I, I wear a mask, when I'm keeping that physical distancing, when I'm sanitizing my hands. It's a reminder to do this out of love to make this sacrifice out of love for others, out of concern for others. So that's just an observation there. So today, Jesus invites us, whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up their cross, and follow me. May we take up our cross and follow Jesus, follow Jesus in the way of love, Allow our living sacrifice to be united to his sacrifice for us.